Hey, let me get you a couple of Sooner notes here before we hit our top five stories of the day. Uh, once again, it's looking more and more likely that the Caden uh, Green saga is over and he's moving on based on everything that we've learned and everything that we've, we've seen. Uh, Oklahoma added in the portal Samuel Franklin, the running back out of UT Martin, very impressive young man, joins a... Uh, running back room, that still might be a, a bit of a work in progress, but, you know, Taylor Tatum's coming in, Gavin Sawchuk, and it looks like Javante Barnes for now, all back, right? So we'll, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see how it works. I know uh, what everyone who brought up, Toby Walker, was actually practicing yesterday, but I do think that he's going to play in the bowl game, but I don't think you're going to see him back in Oklahoma next year. He's He is in the portal. Um. I think my favorite story in the portal comes to us from what many people view as a as an Oklahoma target. And I, again, covering the portal, covering the portal has been one of the funnest and at the same time the most frustrating things I think that you can do. So whenever you have the story about the Makubu kid or Makuba kid, the cornerback out of Clemson, and the the on three portal site reports that he's taken a trip to Texas, and he replies with, "Yeah, I'm 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 not." <laughs> it was like, okay, all right, you've got you've got my attention right now. Let's go, but I I think as far as just you know portal news that's one worth keeping an eye on because uh and this was at transfer portal underscore and it was official it said clemson transfer db andrew makuba is expected to be at texas today and and makuba retweeted it an hour ago and said no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) now he's a natural target for oklahoma right because why he is he's a guy that brent venables recruited and here's another thing. We also know Oklahoma has been very active in the uh, the portal already at the corner slash safety position because you had, what, the Des Malone kid that signed out of San Diego State? So he's already in. And then last night we learned about Oregon State defensive back Jermon McCoy, who had been offered by Oklahoma as well. So you're seeing you're seeing offensive line. And you're seeing running back, and you're seeing a defensive backfield so far, right? Yeah, you are, but yeah, that is crazy. People putting reports out there, and then the player himself saying, yeah, I'm not I'm not visiting Texas so, today. So, again, I'm defending it, right? I'm defending it because I know how hard it is to cover the portal. But I think it's hilarious whenever you report it, and then there's a kid in a very active time in social media to say, yeah, no, we're not. That's not happening. And because I know a lot of you are busy and you can't stay for the whole 15 minutes of the top five stories today, uh, we didn't end up with the back-to-back road trips that I was worried about in the SEC schedule release last night. The buys shape up before OU Texas. So OU Texas back on that second Saturday in October. And then right after the trip to Missouri and before the final two games of the season – with Alabama and then that trip to Baton Rouge Thanksgiving weekend for LSU. 
challenging? We knew what was going to be challenging. What, anything that really jumped out to you, Connor, that kind of surprised you or caught your eye from the schedule release? No, uh, I was with her. I was with you. I, I was expecting back-to-back road trips. I thought they spread it out pretty well, but I'm very intrigued to end the regular season with Bama and LSU. I mean, those yeah. are going to be some fun environments at home. Bringing in Alabama to Norman and then taking that road trip to Baton Rouge Thanksgiving weekend. Man, I know there's going to be a lot of fans trying to make that road trip. And then one other portal note from late last night into today. Malik Murphy is in the portal, the Texas quarterback. There's been there's been a little buzz about USC around him. So Malik Murphy in the portal. And it looks like Kyle McCord will not be going to Nebraska. He left... And now it's kind of up in the air where he could even end up. So there's a quick snapshot of some of the Sooner news and some of the Portal news. So what do you say? Let's get after it with the top top, uh, top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, Newcastle Casino dot where they have great rewards for you. Do you have the – is the calendar up in the studio behind you right now, Connor, where you could do a flip uh, – a quick flip around and see if – are we there Monday with Teddy? Let's I, see. Let, yes, let, we are. Yeah. 18th, yes. Yeah, let's go. Newcastle Casino. We'll be out there Monday hanging with you. NewcastleCasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Oh. Man, we got all kinds of basketball drama going on. Last, let's just start with the game. The game. Now, we know Oklahoma City's in action tonight. They're at Sacramento. That's a 9 o'clock tip. So after the Raiders and Chargers put you to sleep, uh, you'll be able to have that nap, and you'll be good to go the rest of the way. But I'm going to focus on something that we very rarely do in the top five stories of the day, and that's a Milwaukee Bucks regular season game from last night yeah you heard it right the milwaukee bucks because Giannis was absolutely incredible war gets the ball taken away by beasley feeds it ahead Giannis. here comes the exclamation flushes it through how about a clean 64 for the great freak the freakish flyer takes off again great start to the season for the Bucks they improved to 17 and 7 with a 140 126 win after 64 points from Giannis a career high a Milwaukee Bucks franchise record he beat Ohio State legend Michael Red's mark of I think it was uh 59 maybe 60 that Red scored but then we had drama afterwards because Giannis got mad that Indiana took the game ball back to their locker room and a fracas, as Rick Carlisle explained. What happened at the after the game was unfortunate. There was there was a misunderstanding about the game ball. Um, it was Oscar Shibway's first NBA official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball, and um, a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway. And there was a big, a big, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, a fracas, a melee, a melee, whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. And 
So he certainly has a bruised, bruised rib, and who knows if it's anything more than that. But unfortunate situation. We don't need the, the official game ball. There's two game balls there. You know, we could have taken the other one, um, but it didn't need to escalate to that. Here's Giannis's explanation. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I, I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Like I can, I can tell, you know, from um, I played, what, 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the, the game ball felt. So now he's, like, complaining about whether or not he got the actual game ball. This is the greatest much to do about nothing <laughs> ever, isn't it? So weird. I, I didn't expect – I know he put up 64 points, but, man, I didn't expect someone to, you know, whine that much about not getting the game ball. So, I, so much that he had a sprint to the locker room. I, and if you are – if you haven't seen the highlight, I, I think sometimes I mistakenly assume that everyone just sits around and watches Sports Center all day like I do. But he, I mean, Oscar Sheboy is a really cool story. I mean, a really cool story. And for Sheboy, he's probably not going to have a lengthy NBA career because guys like him, unfortunately, uh, they're kind of dinosaurs in the league. We can't really shoot three. He's more of a uh, a rebounding guy, but yet in that same vein, he's not, you know, 6'11", 6'10", he's a little undersized. So he's just going. It's not like it's not like Oscar Sheboy ripped the game ball and punted it into the stands like Kyrie Irving did a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't remember who it was against. Someone's going to have to help me out on the text line. But Kyrie Irving was with Boston. It was either Boston or Cleveland, and someone had a, a career high, and they were going to get the game ball, and Kyrie grabbed it and punted it into the stands. <laughs> So it wasn't anything like this. It was a simple misunderstanding. And, and Giannis is like roid raging, running back and trying to fight everyone. I mean, like, bro, it's game ball. Calm down. All right. Um, enough about that. We do have a little bit of NBA and NFL. Got a little Euro mix here. Big story number four. Number four. The big talking point this morning as I'm watching Get Up, First Take, everything is Draymond Green's indefinite suspension. The decision takes into account repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. It's his sixth career suspension. Where's his podcast at? Doesn't he have a podcast that every every time something happens, he immediately goes to it and tells us how we're all dumb and don't get it? Where's that at? Where's Draymond's reaction to it? But six game, or I'm sorry, indefinite, I mean, I, I don't know if Draymond is just realizing that he's going to be the next Charles Barkley, so he just doesn't care right now. I mean, the the Golden State Warriors are pretty bad. I mean, it's not a good basketball team right now. But did you have a problem with just making the suspension indefinite? No, I, I think that's the right idea. Just based on what Draymond has done, especially this this season, going back to last season, man, he's got a problem. And what Nurkic said in the post game that Draymond needs some help. Yeah, I think he's right. I think he's right, too. Uh, did I say NFL? NFL is big story number three. The, the, the mix here is NBA and Major League Baseball because with the Shohei Otani signing officially being released by the Dodgers, the Doyers, uh, Clayton Kershaw had his take on it. Maybe. Wait for it. 
Okay, let me try the second take first in three, two, one. Clayton Kershaw had his take on it. It's great. I mean, great, great for the Dodgers, obviously, and Shohei, and he is a unique, unique talent, and I don't think there's anybody like him. And um, once he starts pitching again, you know, everybody wants to watch it. You know, I want to watch it, so I get the attraction. And from the opening day ticket sales that I've seen, it's uh, everybody's pretty excited about it. So it's a, uh, it's a, it's a fun time to be a Dodger fan for sure. Speaking of the Dodgers, uh, Oklahoma City baseball has announced that they are dropping the Dodger nickname. Breaking news: Oklahoma City's AAA baseball team will have a brand identity transition. Ooh, that sounds scary over the next two years to develop a fresh local team name. Even though the team is changing its name, it will remain the Dodgers AAA affiliate. Now, I am am somebody who absolutely had no problem with them being the Oklahoma City Dodgers. But again, I am also a diehard Los Angeles Dodgers fan. So they will remain as the AAA affiliate for the Doyers, but... It looks like it looks like they're going to transition. Well, not looks like they're going to transition to a new name. Yeah, I like ha- have your own mascot. I like. Yeah, it. I, listen, it works. It works in Tulsa, and it's always worked in Tulsa. Um, Mike Malaga and his crew are the best. I mean, the best. And they were a Dodger. I, I mean, I assume Mike's still working there. I haven't talked to Mike in ages. Mike, I miss you. He was on my show every day, but. The, the drillers have been a staple. Tulsa drillers have been a staple for ages, right? Even, I think, back to when they first started. And it's a perfect name. It's a perfect fit. It fits our state. It fits that region. It fits that city. So I like it. They'll be known as the Oklahoma City Baseball Club, I believe, this season. But I don't – this might sound dumb. Why are we taking a year to figure it out? Sit down and figure it out. Not have to yeah, go get, through a year. Get, get something really quick. I mean, I, I love you guys over there. You know that, Andrew. Get, get it done. Come up with a name. Do a little. It's what? It's December. We have until April. All right. I mean, we don't have to span this thing out for a whole year. True Sooner says OKC eighty niners. Let's go. That's old school. I wouldn't mind it. Is that something that people really want back? I mean, I'm here for it. If you are. All right. Uh, so that was number four. A lot of football to get here in the NFL. Big story number three, and I'll try to be quick. Number three. Number three. Ben Roethlisberger, where's my Steeler fans at? Where's Sooner Lisa at? Where's wait, Isn't Sooner Terry? Isn't he a big Steelers fan too? Ben Roethlisberger is throwing shade like crazy. Sometimes, I know it sounds crazy, sometimes it's better to take the five-yard delay a game than it is to waste a timeout. Sure. Because at the end of that game, if we had one more timeout, we, we, get, we have another chance. And so when you when you lose timeouts because of like silly penalties, too many men on the field, not enough men on the field. I mean, just all this stuff. Like you can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts and not to have them late in the game. And so to me, that that is that's bad. It's it's a bad coaching. Yeah. Oh, he's not done either. You can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts. Oh wait, hold on. I'm playing the same thing. <laughs> Did you know that he said the same thing twice? <laughs> that Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it, he wasn't done was Ben Roethlisberger, who was on the Colin Coward way, uh, was on the Colin Coward show, 
and talked about the Steeler way. I felt that certain guys on the team aren't in it for the team, they're in it for themselves. Well, now some of the guys on the team are saying the same thing. Yeah. So maybe I wasn't too far off when I said that. But like I know problem. that I'm retired. I just don't, you know, I'm not yeah. in the locker room. I get it. But it just feels like that. It just feels like that's something that's kind of been lost on this team a little bit. Is you, you, it feels like the Steeler way is just not – there just wasn't that Steeler – tradition passed down and i just you have it on defense don't get me wrong but you don't have it on offense right now yeah can i tell you something that's sports now man that's sports there's 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 not a loyalty to the team anymore it's just not i the patriot way we found out was but more tom brady the raider Commitment to excellence is like the commitment to excrement with the way things have gone the last 20 years. Nobody cares about the name on the side of the helmet outside of us as fans. That's it. And maybe one or two veterans that have been there for a while. Good point, Big Ben. Good point. Uh, Speaking of the National Football League, you get a doozy tonight. I sense the excitement growing. Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. Are you fired up for Raiders Chargers? Let's freaking go, Plank. Yeah, Chargers Chargers have been, man, they've been horrible these been past weeks. They've been terrible. Not being able to execute, yeah, it's been a disaster for the Chargers. You know what, Chargers. I realize how long we're running here, so I'm going to go ahead and move on. But I've got a few other NFL notes that we'll get to um, after the bottom of the hour. Here's my question, though. Is it bad? Like, I, I, in my heart, I want my team to win. I, I want the Raiders to win. I really do. I want Antonio Pierce to be their head coach. I want Champ Kelly to be their general manager. But I also look at the draft order right now, <laughs> and uh, they're sitting sixth. And I know those late-season wins make me feel good in the moment. But, Connor, if I'm a, am I a bad person if I think, you know, if they fall to five and nine and say Washington wins this weekend – They could be up to number four. And if you're sitting at number four in the draft, that kind of puts you in position for one of the three quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong to have that feeling, especially late late in the year. I mean, you're flirting, you're five and eight. You can maybe uh, bounce back, Mm. get a few wins late in the season, or you can (laughs) tank and keep losing and uh, climb up the draft. Okay, all right. Uh, Big story number two. Number two. I'll get all this other NFL stuff here after the break. Uh, number two, portal madness continues, right? We've uh, we've learned of the Samuel Franklin commitment, the running back out of UT Martin to add to that running back room. No new news on Caden Green. Uh, I still have not seen that he is officially in the NCAA portal, but, you know, that's just a matter of time, right? That's usually um, what more paperwork and making sure that it's processed correctly. I mean, heck, who knows? He might have to do it by – do we feel? Do we still fax things? He, he might have to do it from afar if he's already moved out. But Caden Green is gone, and now, uh, as, as we mentioned before we got things going here, Oklahoma has offered Oregon State transfer defensive back uh, Jermod McCoy, and the Makuba kid is not taking a trip to Texas today despite the on-three report. And, of course, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. The official 2024 schedule for the Sooners is out. Just real quick. here We all know the non-conference games, right? Temple, Houston, and Tulane. 
Oklahoma will play Tennessee as first reported a couple weeks ago on September 21st, their first SEC game, and will be at home. They will then travel the following week to Auburn, and they'll have a bye before OU Texas, which will put the Red River rivalry back on the second Saturday in October. The Sooners will then follow up with a home game against South Carolina, the road trip to Ole Miss on October 26th, They'll return home for their final non-conference game on November 2nd against Maine before traveling to Missouri on November 9th, bye week, and then the closing stretch of Alabama on the 23rd and in Baton Rouge on the 30th. My biggest complaint from last night's schedule release show, Connor Pasby, I wish we could have got a few more start times. Yes, I'm with with you, yep. Or or at the very least say, yeah, this is going to be an afternoon game or this is going to be an evening game. You're ESPN. You own all of the inventory. Let us tell us it's going to be a primetime game, and then you can decide what network it's going to be on. But that's the schedule, and we've been reacting to it all day long. We'll get your texts coming up at the bottom of the hour. But when we come back, let me pay off some of those NFL notes that I have for you as we prepare for the much-anticipated Raiders-Chargers game tonight right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Connor Pasby, I'm Chris Plank. I am, um, I'm enjoying the text line today. Been a fun day on the text line. A lot of you all have theories, and that's cool. I just think on the Caden Green stuff, I don't, I don't really know how much more in depth we can go. It's kind of like, what more can you say? What more can you possibly say? It's just interesting because you don't see this happen very often, which, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I've never seen this happen since we just started NIL, coming from a freshman. Jeff from OKC off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line writes, next season will be tough and kind of like this year because every Big 12 team wanted to beat us going out. Now every team in the SEC will want to beat us coming in because we're Oklahoma. The 405 writes, Bam is a home game. No, it's not. Did I say it's on the road? I can't remember. I thought I said Bam at home and LSU. Yeah, Bam at home at LSU. Sorry, I I might have raced through it a little quick. Apologies. I'm I'm just doing the TG. I'm reading every text as it pops up right now. Uh, they need to brand the baseball team with something that reflects the heritage of Oklahoma. I think the 89ers did that best. Wish they would have never changed the name to the Red Hawks in 1998. Was there, was there some sort of reason why they had to change it from the 89ers? I mean, because this is no offense to anyone with the nickname Red Hawks. I just want to make this very clear. But I feel like Red Hawks was the d- defunct name that everyone magically went to whenever they couldn't use Redskins anymore. Like, like, like Union. Union like Union, did, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought Union, love you, Union. You know me, I'm a big Union guy. But I thought y'all would be a little bit more creative, right? I, I I just didn't know that we would fall back into Red Hawks. I mean, everyone that was, everyone that had a red, redskin nickname, you know, I felt like they became the Red Hawks. But I don't know why that happened in Oklahoma City. It's a very fair question. Um, as a Steelers fan, I agree with Big Ben. Tomlin sucks. <laughs> 
Uh, Julio gets us back on topic here. With Malik Murphy hitting the portal, I would love to see a situation where Archibald is forced to play against Bam or Michigan. Well, now here is here's a great here's a great question. I mean, could Texas are a great perspective on it? Could Texas actually be going in to twenty twenty four with Arch Manning as their starting quarterback? I mean, Quinn Ewers is saying all the right things, but if Quinn Ewers goes out and has a game against Washington, dude, there is a great debate about who quarterback three, four, or even five is right now. It's unknown. Jane Daniels has moved his way up into, I think, the top five, top ten conversation. But do, do, do you know draft-wise who's next? In a lot of people's minds, not Bo Nix, not Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy. That's – Wow. I And I'm sorry. I don't know about you. I haven't really been impressed with him. When I watch him play, I don't think NFL quarterback. No, and that game against Ohio State, he, I mean, he didn't really do anything that impressed me. It was more about, you know, what, what Michigan did defensively, which that's kind of been the story for Michigan uh, this year. To the Caden Green situation, Frisco Sooner has a good one. He writes, my solution, go back to where we were before. College education plus $1,000 a month year-round. That's a stipend for each kid if you're on scholarship. I don't care if you're Adrian Peterson or Gavin Freeman. Everyone gets 12k a year, period, end of story. You don't like it? Go build your own billion-dollar stadiums, broker your own TV deals, but uh, buy your own equipment, pay for all your travel extenses, and establish your own brand. See how that works out for you. My guess is they take the scholarship plus 12K a year. Man, Frisco Sooner, you and I could sit around a coffee shop, drink Sanka, <laughs> maybe if we wanted to burn some heaters, and just tell everyone how it should be. But as one of my favorite people on the planet would always say, Bro, the toothpaste is out of the tube. And I don't know if you've ever tried to put toothpaste back in the tube. It don't work. <laughs> so nothing is changing on that front. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all with Frisco sooner. I mean, this thing's just getting <laughs> out of control. And it's, it's, starting, to be, it's hard, starting to be hard to please some of these players. I got gotcha. you. Um, you know, it's, this is a good point. This is, someone stand, this is someone standing up for McCarty. They said... They said that uh, they were saying the same thing about Tom Brady coming out of Michigan. You guys do understand, by the way, because this is one of those things that just drives me crazy. When everyone's like, well, you can get a Tom Brady in the sixth round or a Brock Purdy in the seventh round. No! Those are the anomalies. It doesn't happen like that. Now, the starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year uh, have a few undrafted free agents and seventh rounders. Why? Because everybody's getting hurt. But but even if you look at the teams that are, for the most part, successful, they're doing it with a high-round draft picks at quarterback. It's just it's those two guys are the exception to the rule. You don't find starting quarterbacks in the sixth or seventh round. Let's just go. Let's look at the first-place teams right now. You ready? First-place teams in the NFL. Where was Tua drafted? First round. Where was Lamar Jackson drafted? 
First round. Where was Trevor Lawrence drafted? First round. Where was Patrick Mahomes drafted? First round. Dak Prescott, right? I think, what was he, fourth rounder? So that's a little bit lower. Where was Jared Goff drafted? First round. Where was Baker Mayfield drafted? First round. And then you get to San Francisco, which is that anomaly. Though they did use a top five pick on a quarterback and it didn't work out because they even thought, eh, we better get a quarterback in the top five. So I I always love whenever the mindset is, oh, we'll just go get a quarterback in like the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. It worked for Tom Brady. Y'all know how many quarterbacks that New England has taken in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round that you've never heard of before? Or that ended up being the Brian Hoyers, the Jacoby Brissett's of the world. Hell, Jimmy Garoppolo was a what, third round pick, second round pick? Mm hmm. <laughs> 580. Uh, Frisco Sooner is preaching socialism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you Frisco Sooner. You acting all leftist there on us. Um, CJ in Midwest City. Say, let him go, talking about Kane Green. He doesn't want to be a Sooner. We don't need him. If he loved OU so much, he wouldn't have left. See, that's the one thing to me that I feel like we, it, it's hard for us to separate as fans. Thanks for the text, CJ. And I'm not dogging you, man. We love our teams. I love the I love the Sooners. I love the Raiders. I love the Lakers. I love the Dodgers. I can't fathom anyone not wanting to be on my team, right? Not wanting to play. And he told everyone. What did he tell everyone? Oh, I grew up. I grew up an Oklahoma fan. So that's, you know, that's why I think it's kind of hard to truly, to truly accept this for some, because you would. You had believed. Hey, he's the guy. Someone said it's because Phil Lodeholt left. Um, okay. Well, now I guess that adds another layer to this. Maybe it is Colorado that's in on him. I don't know. Colorado has been incredibly aggressive in the portal. But, I mean, I I didn't. I don't think anyone should choose a college for one person, and I don't think they should leave a, a college for one person, unless that one person is Benjamin Franklin. A couple of other quick ones here, then we'll break and get to that NFL stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, Brazilian Sooner. I like Brazilian Sooner. He writes, guys, I know I seemed a little negative with the portal yesterday, but I do think it's great for guys who are not tampered with, like Tawi, who deserves a chance and is good enough to start somewhere. Bro, I, I could not agree with you more. There is, there is the positive side of the portal, right? They're really tr- – and, I mean, come on. We've benefited from it. Guys like Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts weren't going to be the starting quarterback where they were. They came here and starred. And and Baker wasn't really – portal. that was kind of pre-portal, right? Dylan Gabriel. I'm working on um, uh, Joe Burrow from Ohio State to LSU. Justin Fields from Georgia to Ohio State. I'm working, though – I don't know how successful guys are that are graduate transfers as quarterbacks that are just there for one year. Jalen is is a good example. But when you're like, what about Bo Nix? Well, Bo Nix was at Oregon for two years. Joe Burrow was at LSU for two years. Justin Fields was at Ohio State for a couple of years. Kyler was here for three freaking years and only played one. Baker was here for three years. I don't. I don't know how successful just guys that – Sam Hartman is a great example. 
I mean, he was. Everyone had him winning the Heisman Trophy after Notre Dame did what in their opener, beat Navy, and then what happened to Sam Hartman the rest of the way? They weren't a very good football. I mean, they were a good football team, but they weren't Notre Dame good, right? So I, I wouldn't say that was overly successful. I think um, Tanner Mordecai. Even though I think does Tanner Mordecai have another year of eligibility left somehow? Did I see that? That can't be I, right. I, I think you're right. I remember seeing something about that, but, which I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's the case. But I don't know. Like when you talk about the good things in the portal, I don't know how success, how successful, consistently quarterbacks would go a place just to play one year. Are I think it's challenging. Well, like a guy, a guy like a guy like Leonard at Duke, which I think he has a few years when right. he, to be at Notre Dame. But yeah, I right. get your point. Um, and then KA and BA. Gosh, I, I want to get. I got to get a break, but you guys are so good today. Well, I really would like Caden Green to change course and be a part of the team. I would hope the collective would not break the bank for one guy. I keep remembering what a wise man told us just barely over two years ago. No one is bigger than this program. I think the number. I think the number was incredible, but I I also think going forward, you know. He's, they're not going to put themselves in situations like this. Yeah. I'd mu- and by the way, I'll say this, Connor, before you, I'd much rather see Danny, Billy Bowman, Jackson Arnold, if things work out, and Peyton Bowen get paid than to, you know, mortgage everything on a guard. Yeah, and if you work something out and accept Caden Green back, I mean, I don't know how that works in the locker room with the rest of the guys. I don't think that would go very smooth. <laughs> All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, I got this NFL stuff I want to get to quickly from Roger Goodell next on the ref. All right, um, let me let me get these two cuts in here so our final thoughts can be all your texts. Are you a proponent or a wait, are you for or against the tush push? The I'm, brotherly I'm shove. You're for it. Okay. I'm for it. Rod, Roger Goodell was asked if the NFL is trying to find ways to ban what's made Philadelphia unstoppable in short yardage situations. I guess it would help if I actually plugged in the audio. My gosh, I am a hot mess today. All right, let's try it again. A lot of coaches talked last year about innovation would come off of that play. Uh, I'd like to take a look back at that. Has that really occurred? Um, so, I, listen, I think it, in anything, it's important to hear the different perspectives, let the committee do their work. I'll be able to participate in that, and I'm sure we'll have a position by March. And the NFL is also working to get rid of what I, 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 again, I didn't realize that it was such a bad thing, but the hip drag tackle. Hip drop, I would tell you, I think we all should work. Did I say hip drag? Oh, my gosh. The uh, hip drop tackle hip drop i would tell you i think we all should work to get that out of the game uh, you see it escalated in the number of times it occurred this season the injury can be very devastating we saw that also it's not just happening at the nfl level it's happening at other levels uh it's something that uh, i feel we've got to work uh, very hard to get that removed this spring mm, agreed and then uh he did have a take on the chief's bills ending I'm curious what your perspective is on the current state of officiating and specifically uh, your take on a a specific play in Kansas City. Flag was thrown and then the comments made by some of the faces of your league and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes afterward. 
I find it a little ironic that when you say uh, attention on officiating when I think almost everybody, to my knowledge, is acknowledging that the officials are absolutely correct. That's their job, to call when there's a foul. There was no question about that foul. Uh, it was absolutely the right call. Don't call that. Obviously, we would have been subject, or our officials would have been subject to criticism also. So, I, you know, we all understand our officials are second guests. I've said it many times to you before, they are not perfect. No human being is. But the reality is they do an extraordinary job. I don't know if I buy that the officials do an extraordinary job in the NFL. But this is one where they can kind of dunk on everyone. <laughs> it's like, well, they got the call right. You know, it's, you're basically asking them to not call a foul at that time of the game. And, I mean, Kadarius Tony not even looking over to check if he was onside or offside is still the most hilarious yeah, part That's of the all thing of to me. I mean, well, that's your one job as a wide receiver. <laughs> you got one job. All right. I feel accomplished. I got the uh, – oh, 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 Josh Allen, since we're on that real quick. He reached out to me, and I was just like, it's it's football. It's a game of emotion. I know he didn't mean anything by it. I know the cameras kind of caught the last few seconds of what we were talking about, but, you know, he's a he's an ultimate competitor. He wants to win, and, you know, that's why uh, he is who he is. All right. Um, anything I, – I, did we spend way too much time on that Monday, or did I dream that? I think we spent way too much time on that Monday, didn't we? Yeah, maybe a little. Okay. I think we had to. I mean, I mean, it's a yeah. pretty big play. Obviously, the referees can't predict what's going to happen next. I mean, you have to call that. It's a pretty obvious uh, penalty. Hmm. All right. Well, that gets us caught up on all the non-OU stuff. So let's wrap from Caven's group on a Thursday. Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. Best text of the day right here on The Ref. All right, final thoughts brought to you by... Primrose Funeral Services, with 80 years of service, a sincere commitment to make things a little easier for you and your family. Primrose Funeral Services at 405-321-6000, or visit them online at primrosefuneralservice.com. Um, I, I liked what – I'm a big J.R. Conrad guy. I don't know if you all are familiar with J.R. Um, well, maybe I should even – pull that back a little bit and say I'm a big fan of offensive linemen and big O Jerry Ostrowski turned me on to an OU legend in J.R. Conrad who still works with players he tweeted yesterday I would encourage OU fans to remember that Caden Green is a kid some things are out of his hands unless he separates himself from his family trust me that rarely happens. Back in my day, some of everyone's Pell Grant money went home. Good luck, kid. And I guess he's he's getting the T-Row treatment telling Lincoln Riley good luck and the me treatment telling Danny Stutzman that I'm going to miss him whenever. Do you see that he called me out essentially on his, on his podcast? Said he was listening to the ref. Yeah, was that yeah when it happened with the empty locker room when he posted yes. that picture on Instagram? I mean, because I'm I'm the dope that posted it. Ugh. Anyway, at the core of what Jr. is saying, he's right. He's right, and I think we'll all calm down. I think the frustration right now is the way all of this has been handled. Chapstick has a great point on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm tired of people bashing the kids transferring. 
There are only so many earning years for an athlete, and they need to maximize their earnings. Sometimes it's just business. Now, kids can make long-term mistakes associated with short-term earnings versus long-term earnings. I'm sorry, though. If you're talking six figures or more, that is money early in life that, if invested well, can set you up for a lifetime. Additionally, I haven't heard a soul get mad about kids being processed. This stuff has to go both ways. I think we'll all get there. I really do. I think we will. But the frustration over the perceived, right, and the reported way it was handled is where I think we're all kind of shocked. And now you have you have basically, what, family members that have not deleted their Twitter accounts or their social media accounts that are fighting with fans and essentially basically saying it was a bidding process. I mean, those, those are the things that add to this, right? Uh, and Joe in Tulsa, every dollar spent on NIL from donors is less the school and football team gets from donors. Now, the schools have to be getting less from donors. Now we're going to renovations and coaches, et cetera. The only solution for schools will be increasing all the ticket prices and school tuition. Once again, we are the ones really paying for it all. The same for the crazy salaries these pros are getting. There's got to be a breaking point in paying these crazy ticket prices. What was the analogy I used earlier from the legendary Don Christie? Toothpaste is out of the tube on that, Joe. Toothpaste is out of the tube. 918, if you're in the portal and you can still play in the bowl game, why isn't Green doing that? Why would he let down his teammates like this? I don't know. Maybe he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to play. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to get hurt and risk that. Uh, Coy writes, I mean, here's my take on Caden Green. If you want to leave, then leave. But to not tell Bill or Brent to their faces is disrespectful. Then a staff member asks you what is going on, and the response is, talk to my dad. This whole situation is just bad. That's, that's the thing for me, not telling the coaching staff, kind of going behind their back a little bit. And the 918, we've had a couple of different texts on this, so it'll be very... Very rewarding for those of you who have been asking this. Have we heard anything on Justin Harrington and his extra year? It is my understanding that at the time of his injury, there was a decision to be made between surgery or trying to play through it because Harrington had played with torn ACLs apparently or whatever, meniscus or whatever. It is my understanding that I don't want to say you got a reassurance, but it's looking really good for him to have another year of eligibility. I would say right now the plan is that four is going to be back in the Sooner uniform next year. And the four I'm referring to is Justin Harrington. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. Have a good day, Connor. Appreciate you, man.